anything more contradictory out of Mike Tomlin's mouth than when he says on one hand that he doesn't like to praise rookies and on the other hand just virtually sings about Najee Harris. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where this came from. Steelers had their first full practice in pads yesterday at Heinz Field. I was over there for all of it. Really enjoyed it, like almost to an irrational extent. Just seeing actual football things occurring on an actual football field for the first time in what feels like forever. But on top of that, to have it was probably about three or 4,000 fans on hand on the other side of the stadium. People getting into it, backs on backers. Deep ball drills from quarterbacks to wide receivers, getting oohs and ahs. Uh, seven shots, actual goal line offense and defense. Yeah, this was this was really really cool, and as much fun as I had there, I can promise you, the head coach of the Steelers had that much more fun when he saw his prized first-round running back, Najee Harris, handle the backs-on-backers drill. Obviously, the backs-on-backers is important because it's more of an attitude drill. It's an opportunity to get to know some of these people. I think we all saw that you know, Najee likes competition, and he doesn't run away from it. He runs to it, and that was something about the drill that was exciting from my perspective today. Now, what you heard at the beginning of that clip there was a reporter asking a question a certain way and Tomlin disagreeing with the premise of it, meaning that Najee had struggled. Harris got beat on the first, very first, backs on backers drill by Marcus Allen. Not physically or anything like that, but Allen just kind of slipped, dipped his shoulder and, and went under him and got to the mock quarterback. But it was after that that Najee backs up a little bit, motions toward 57, that's Allen, and then over to the coaches and says, again, me and him, again. And so they line up, and Allen goes right at him again, and Najee, this was closer and I'd give the, the W to Najee on this one because he did end up burying Allen after the fact, kind of used his used his momentum against him and then got on, on top of his back and, and shoved him down. But then they kept going. There were four more occasions, and Najee got the best of him. Najee ended up responding really, really well to this challenge and that's what you heard in Tomlin's voice there now they did not line up Alex Highsmith across from Najee the way Highsmith was going on this day separate subject we can talk about it some other time 
But the way Highsmith was going, you wouldn't have wanted to line up anybody against him who you valued. Uh, Highsmith was just destroying people. But Najee more than held his own, and it was, as you heard Tomlin describe, his attitude, his competitiveness, that really rose above in the coach's eyes. More right after this very brief message from our title sponsor. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Thing is, it's not just backs on backers. It, that's not the only thing that Najee showed. There was a seven shots drill down by the goal line where Najee lined up late as a wide out, trying to pull Devin Bush out of the middle, maybe a little bit out of his comfort zone. The ball is snapped to Ben Roethlisberger, and Najee cuts way back across to the inside. Bush, and this is worth noting because, you know, he kind of plays for the Steelers too, read this really well and stayed airtight. 55 on 22. Might as well all have been one four-digit number. And Ben put the ball exactly where it needed to go between the twos. And Harris hung on despite Bush making a pretty strong attempt to knock it away. In fact, it was kind of funny that Bush then followed Najee into the end zone and playfully threw him down to the ground. Uh, Impressive. And he's been that way, Najee has, from a receiving standpoint, all throughout. All throughout. Such sure hands. Such sure hands. Then there was a run. Then there was a run. They weren't all good runs. I'm I'm giving you highlights here, just so I understand that there's context here, to be fair. There were a couple of times he was stuffed at the goal line. You'll never guess by whom. Yeah, Highsmith. Highsmith beat Dan Moore once, beat Pat Fryermuth another time, and it was just right there waiting for Najee. But before those... There was a run up the left side, inside left tackle. Ben handed the ball uh, to Najee out out of a formation in which he was lined up behind center, I should add. And Najee took the ball and just erupted. Uh, He does a thing that looks like a shuffle on air. It's it's hard to describe because there's not a recent Steelers running back that – to, to whom I would be able to equate his style directly, it looks like his first step or two happens in a mythical way above grass where he just kind of gets something going and then just whew, he's through the hole. But he got there, and more impressive than that, it ended up being a 14-yard gain, was that the final four yards were with two or three defenders on him and hard. And 
I'll remind that this was the first day in pads. This was the first day of bringing people down. This wasn't just flag football anymore in shorts. So these guys who were back there, some of them are seeing their NFL careers flash before their eyes. Believe me, they're trying to bring him down. And the crowd loved it. Now, what's this all mean? What it all means is that it's the first day in pads. But it also means that the kid who you most wanted to pick up the Steelers, the kid who's the most important, yes, more important than the offensive lineman blocking for him, although it sure would be nice if they come along for the ride as well, he was the one who stepped up. And, and that does mean something. That does mean something. You do want him to get off to a good start, and he most definitely did. When we come back, just one question. Just one question that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbin, Kelly, and George. That's LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. That super lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of attorneys across our commonwealth. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Kevin in Albuquerque has today's just one question. Kevin says, I know it's only one practice in pads, but can you say that Matt Canada's offensive structure from what you've seen so far provides the variety that was so sorely missing last year? If anybody's listening to today's show and wondering why I'm giving such detail of the plays and formations and where Ben was lined up. and It's because this was the first time we were permitted to do so by NFL regulations. That's a pretty important thing to underscore here. It's not like I've been holding back. I've wanted to share this stuff for a while. But there are agreements that are reached between the National Football League and those of us in the Pro Football Writers Association, and those are to be abided by, mutually. There's a mutual benefit to that. The teams don't have to worry about us basically, you know, spying for the Ravens or the Bengals or Browns or whatever. And the reason that we were able to do this yesterday is that the practice itself was open to the public. So if you think about it, whatever the actual number was on the other side of the stadium, 3,000, 4,000, they were free to say, shoot, share anything. So there was really nothing that would reasonably stop us from doing exactly the same. So we did. So I, I first want to get that out of the way before I share with you that, yes, Matt Canada's offensive structure, its appearance, its level of deception, all of it, is very different. And it was so sorely missing last year. 
and the year before that because Randy Feetner's offense, as I pounded week after week after week during his tenure, lacked imagination. It lacked that element of surprise. When you see Ben Roethlisberger lining up with two running backs, both to his right, and you're going, what? <laughs> there were two, a lot of two running back sets, and not the way you're thinking with Derek Watt out there as fullback or whatever. Sometimes it was Najee and Anthony McFarland. Benny Snell was involved. There were multiple tight end sets. There was all kinds of motion. And this is the kind of stuff that Canada ideally will be able to bring to this offense and utilize as a weapon. And it'll be a weapon that, for the most part, Ben Roethlisberger won't even have to worry about because these are plays and schematics that are designed. Will Ben still have RPOs? Of course he will. He'll still be able to decide right there, surveying the scene, whether or not he wants to switch from a run to a pass or vice versa. That's going to be in there. That's part of his arsenal. But the overall picture of what the Steelers are attempting to do will be in the coordinator's control. It's going to be from his paint kit. And I feel like that puts the offense in a much, much greater position of strength that probably to date hasn't been sufficiently appreciated by the fan base. And understandably, haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. And if you think that all that the Canada uh, offense was about were those few trinkets that Coach Randy allowed Canada to have early last season whenever there was a lot of motion, remember that side to side before the snap and everyone went, ooh, look, the Matt Canada component. That was nothing of the kind. That was nothing of the kind. What we're going to see here is meaningful deception that's followed through that's followed through, that's intrinsic to the way the offense attacks the defense. You want to keep the defense guessing, not the other way around as it felt so often in the Feetner offense. So, yes, my answer to you right now, Kevin, and again, offering the context, it's we haven't even played the Hall of Fame game yet, but just based on what I've seen so far through OTAs, through minicamp, and now, through an actual padded practice in training camp, yes, yes, you will be satisfied in that specific regard that the offensive structure, I'm quoting you here, will provide the variety that was so sorely missing last year. Really, really good question, Kevin. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll have another one tomorrow after day two in pads at Heinz Field that I'll also be covering today. 